As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets Podcast, Aaron Portsign. With you, we've got a very special edition of Front and Nationwide here to wrap up the regular season. We're going to stay at it. We're not going anywhere, but uh, to put a bow on this uh, Blue Jackets regular season, two games left, uh, we thought we'd bring in John Davidson, President of Hockey Operations for the Blue Jackets. He'll be our guest for a wide-ranging interview that looks closely at the season uh, that the Blue Jackets have just about put together, but also a, a, into the crystal ball of what might lie ahead for the Blue Jackets this offseason and into the future. Um, we'll get to J.D. in just a couple of minutes. First, some news and notes regarding your Blue Jackets. The two games left in the season, as I said, home against Tampa Bay on Thursday. That's the home finale. And then they go to Friday, uh, sorry, they go Friday to Pittsburgh, a, a back-to-back and not an easy one uh, as they limp their way to the finish line. The Blue Jackets have some injuries, as you know. Boone Jenner out since March 11th with a back injury. I think people have sort of figured this out, uh, but the club made it official earlier this week that he is done for the season. Uh, and that's a shame because Boone Jenner was having a really good season. Uh, not just as the captain, but really an impactful offensive player. Who would have thought among you, be honest now, that Boone Jenner could center Patrick Line and bring Patrick Line this game back to Patrick Line type uh, expectations again? That was a real surprise for me. Uh, credit to both of them for making it happen. Uh, they looked pretty good together for big parts of the season, but he has been shut down. It only makes sense. What we're hearing is that surgery is not forecasted, uh, but that and there has been improvement, which is a good sign. 
but just nobody involved, nobody in Jenner's camp or the Blue Jackets feels like there's any reason to push right now and play games. Uh, Sean Corrali, who had a, I think, by all accounts, a fantastic first season in Columbus after signing a four-year free agent contract with his hometown team. He is done for the season as well, broken toe. Uh, this is a guy, Corrali, that about maybe 10 days ago was hopeful of of playing every game and was on his way to it. And then, boom, he gets COVID. Now he's got this. So he is done for the season. Uh, if you've watched the Blue Jackets this season, you know Jenner and Corrali. Wow. Not top six centers by most people's measure, but they are a they were a very important part of this team and played those roles uh, at times. So huge task now in these last couple of games. And maybe it's a silver lining. To, you get Cole Sillinger experience that he might not otherwise have. You let Jack Roslovic uh, bring on home what has been a really strong finish to the season for him. Had a beautiful no-look pass last night on the power play goal. Goal to Oliver Bjorkstrand. Um, not sure where it stands with Lina. He's missed recent games with an upper body injury uh, and the flu. His status for the final two games, unknown. And many of you have asked about Alexander Texier, of course, has been away from this team for for a few months now. First with the broken finger. Uh, after that, for personal reasons, the team has given him all of the space that he wants. Uh, we've given him that space, too. I mean, it's our job to sort of stay a, a, on top of these things. But, it, it, you know, you want to be respectful, and I think we have been for the most part. I spoke to his agent a couple times over the last few weeks, um, wondering if he wants to say anything, if Boone wants to, or, sorry, if uh, Texier wants to say anything. Um, and he, in his conversation with Texier the other night, he got back to me today and said that Texier does not want to say uh, anything, does not want to speak to anybody or the media right now. Uh, so we go on. I, I don't, I don't think people are wise to read into the situation more than is there. Um, but it is a concern and I, and I get the concern. It's just uncertainty. Um, I think more than anything, people want to know that he is well, this is a young player, uh, who had such a explosive arrival in the NHL this season, his first couple of years, you wondered when it was going to happen. The answer was 2021, 22. Because um, he was, for a long stretch, the Blue Jackets' best player, certainly one of their best players. So um, our concern and our hope is that Alexander Texier is well. His hockey career is secondary, but it would be great, too, if he could get himself into a wonderful place where he can continue to per- pursue his NHL dreams. But uh, but that is a secondary concern, I would say, at this point. Um, so good luck to him. And let's get to John Davidson. Um, JD, of course, is a huge part of this organization, um, came here back in, in 2012 when things really started to take off left. I don't need to tell you things kind of fell apart in those two years. And I think you start to see the direction of the club, uh, going in a, in a really, really strong direction since they've defined a path here to reset this organization shortly after his return. Um, so let's get to John Davidson. Uh, we, we'll get to a lot of interesting things here. Uh, he's always interesting to listen to, and uh, we'll see what's going on uh, with him. So so thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Okay, joined now by Blue Jackets President of Hockey Operations, John Davidson. Uh, JD, thanks for being with us. Really appreciate it. Anytime, Cordy. How are you? Yeah, doing well, doing well. It's uh, 
It's 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 beautiful out. It starts to feel like springtime. You start thinking playoff hockey, but you realize the situation. I think all in all, it's been a pretty positive situation in Columbus. Let me start with this because, and this is not Blue Jackets related, but this is very much hockey related. Um, the the recent passing of two NHL legends, guys you knew and knew well, both as opponents, um, but also had the utmost respect of them as people. Mike Bossy and Guy Lafleur. Um, your thoughts on those two gentlemen real quickly and anything you'd like to say about them and their great lives and careers. Yeah. I think the first thing Porty is how young they were, um, to be taken away at such a young age is, is it's tough. It really is when you really think about it. And it makes a lot of people like myself realize that, uh, this is, this is real. Enjoy life best you can take care of who's around you and, and enjoy it. But getting into, to Mike, Mike was a great player, obviously. Um, he was great to play against because all he did was, well, both of them, all he did was play. You could, in those days, uh, uh, the game is great today. It's fast. It's, um, it's talented. It's deep. But back then it was a way tougher, way, 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 way meaner. And for, for goal scorers, you got really beat up. And, uh, for both of these players, for what they went through and the score the way they did, it's a, it's a real marvelous achievement. Lafleur to me was more of a player that, that well they both did they raced down the the walls down the wing big slap shots or or being highly intelligent how quickly they could get their release off etc just um, two players that really understood how to do what they did and both players major parts of uh, huge Stanley Cup winning hockey clubs and then right. when you take their personalities off the ice getting to know them. Both strong-willed, very, very opinionated, which was good. Uh, in, a, in an era, there wasn't a lot of uh, of, of opinions, and um, and both carried themselves with a sense of class and dignity that was special. So, to be able to play against both of them, I, I, I'm happy I was able to do that. To play against them as as real pros, in other words, the forward, the goal scorer against the goalie, yeah. it, it was a special time. It really was. So I. I Wish both their families all the best. They're two wonderful hockey players and two wonderful people. Yeah, well, condolences to you and all who, who called them them friends. They were, yeah. uh, to many us, many of us, great, great players. But to some of you are lucky, of course, to, to know them personally. Um, let's get to the Blue Jackets now. This season is not over yet, so I don't want to talk in past tense just yet. But I, I, I think on the whole, and we just did a Blue Jackets fan survey. I think most people, certainly the respondents, agreed. This has overall been... A very positive season, given the process that everybody knew you were undertaking, and I think some would even say you overachieved a bit. What are your thoughts as this thing comes near the finish line on what this season? It was a lot of questions asked and a lot of answers provided. What do you think of this this season as a whole? If you have to step back and look at it, it was a great learning experience. I think for a lot of the players and coaching staff, I thought that we had. A lot of good moments, very special moments, and then there was a period of time where we where we were stuck in a pothole, yeah. but we climbed out. We climbed out, and I think as a team, um, and I was saying this to Brad Larson, uh, the the culture for me, for me coming in, I was away a couple of seasons. Yep. The culture for me is getting to where I like it, and I, I think it's something that when we we see people like. Boone Jenner and Zach Wierenski, uh, amongst others, carry the team though with leadership, 
And then we see young players. An example, I think, would be uh, primarily uh, Cole Sillinger. Yeah. Um, Blankenberg, the way he's come in, Johnson, the way he's come in, they're, they're, they're young guys, but you can see they respect the game. And I think when you start putting all that together and making sure, even though we know we're out of the playoffs, to play the game the right way. Now, we, we go out west and we lose three games out in California, but each one was by one goal. Uh, tough starts in games, battled back real hard, but didn't get blown out or anything like that. No. We've, 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 like many other teams, have had more than our share of injuries, et cetera, yet, yet they, they battle hard. So I think when we try to assess this thing and try to be honest, I like the majority of stuff that happened when you're in, as you mentioned, the process of trying to become a better team. But there is needs. One of the for sure is the goals against has to change. I mean, yeah, no good. You can't be in the, in the bottom five in goals against and expect to be a playoff team. It's not going right. to work. But knowing our club going into the season, we knew there would be some deficiencies. I think that's become very obvious. But there's been a lot of good things to uh, to uh, hang your hat on. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fascinating to me. You, you still have a chance here to to be the, f- the team that scores the most goals as a fr- as for this franchise and yeah. allows the most goals. So we're talking high event <laughs> hockey here, um, yeah. if you will. Not boring. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And I think that was what some people may have expected this year. Um, it's got to be difficult. And, and, you know, you take Seth Jones out, you take David Savard out. I think you know there's going to be a lot of uncertainty on on the back end, but I'm not sure it's just the back end. Is it also your forwards? Is it the goaltending? How do you discern what it is that needs to – probably all, all of it is the answer, but what needs to be sharpened or fixed or um, tweaked to get that goals against number down? You're, you're close to three. I mean, you've set a franchise record there. Like I said, it's too high. It's got to come down. What's the path to that? Do you know yet? I think it's a little bit of everything, like you mentioned. I think we, we've addressed it with, uh, as management, Yarmo's uh, the conduit with uh, Yarmo Kakalainen, our GM, with sure. the coaching staff. And, um, you know, we talk about systems, talk about this, talk about that. And and I think our team has gotten better with uh, the system play in their own zone. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and uh, you can see, I think, with, playing Elvis and goal as much as he has down the stretch, which is healthy for him. And he needed to do it. But um, next season, we might be in a playoff hunt down the stretch. And we're going to need yeah. a goalie to play most of the games. And then if we happen to get into the playoffs, we need a goalie that can play the majority of the games. So Elvis has never done this before. So this has been a, a real test for him. And, and he's done pretty well with it. So, and, and I think with that being said, uh, we're also seeing his save percentage and goals against getting better as we, mm-hmm. and I know it's not playoff hockey, but we, we I think, have played better defensively, um, at least in, in, in recent times. And that is a combination of the goaltending being good. It's a combination of the team itself understanding how to play in their own zone um, when you play a man-on-man system, and yeah. and it being a very young team, when you when you when you play in big scoring chances, the last two periods, the uh, the other team does score. Tampa scores. They've been together so long. They've got so many quality scores. They can do that. Uh, for us, we're learning to defend teams like that, and I think we'll be better for it going into next season. And I think uh, 
We also know that we have to look at things. Is it the defense? Is it the forwards? Is it the forwards not coming back the way they should come back? All that thing, all of those things have to be looked at without question. Is it size? Is it this is uh, is it face-offs? What is it? Or is it a little bit of everything? But we'll study that and get to it. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah. Let me keep you there on, on Elvis if you can. I think goaltenders see goaltenders through their own unique sort of prism. Uh, and yourself, of course, as a former netminder, what do you see when you see when you look at Elvis – Merzlikens, his game, his personality, all of the the whole package. Yeah, he's he's an interesting individual, and I, and I like his personality. I just think that as you mature in this game at the NHL level, you'll learn to to. Um, I, I don't know if control the emotions is the right wording or control your energy level, where you're not wasting energy on things. And he's a he's an able personality he's got a uh, fast twitch the way he thinks and plays mm-hmm. which is a lot of that's really good but sometimes when you hey calm down a little bit everything's going to be okay remember you it's not just you, you know there's a lot of hockey here and, and i think he's really come a long way with that i was talking to manny legacy the goalie coach about it and we really feel strong that uh, the coaching staff you know a goalie coach can talk to the goalie a lot of times mm-hmm. sometimes when you get the head coach involved or whomever involved it's a different voice. Everybody hears it, and 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 everybody grows from it. So I I think that when you see Elvis and you see how um, his ability is, and he's got ability, he's got the right body for it. Yeah. But he he's still a learning goaltender regarding the NHL, and I think he's come a long way, especially in the second half of this season. Yeah, his best play has been down this stretch here, where he's been used and played like never before. Really, I mean, yeah. his numbers yeah. are pretty impressive over the last month or so. And that's what I mean by by playing and learning and not worrying and just not thinking. Just get yourself in the mode. You're an NHL goalie. You want to be a starter. You're going to play a lot. Just get yourself ready, play, finish the game off, get yourself ready and play again and, and not worry about. Um, and I'm not saying he is, but you don't you, you don't need to worry about every single little thing that's going on. You just yeah. play the game. And right. uh, I mean, I, I retired at 29 because of injuries, but I will say. When I was 29 in my last training camp, I had figured out a lot of stuff. <laughs> right. It was a little late, but I figured it out. And uh, and that's just how it works. And yeah. and he's gone through that now. It's been a I, I think that when you see our team and you want to hang hang your hat off of our or hang your hat on the wall on things you've accomplished, that may be one of the key ones. The fact mm-hmm. that Elvis was able to play a lot of hockey, which toughens a person up, and uh, he's done pretty well with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brad Larson 
first year as head coach. He's been around the organization for a long, long time. So I find myself even forgetting that this is his first year. But it's different when you're in that in the big seat, when you're the guy making the decisions, not the top assistant anymore. What do you make of his performance in his first year uh, as head coach of the Blue Jackets? Um, I remember the the just when the news came out last year, there were lots of people who wondered, who wanted a complete different change, a whole new voice, thinking thinking this was more of, of the previous coaching or just an extension. They wanted something entirely new. I think a lot of those people have come around, uh, yeah. and I think the results speak for themselves. But your opinion of Brad Larson in his first year? Well, I, I think that, to be frank with you, when I first came back to the Blue Jackets after uh, after leaving the Rangers, the coaching search had begun. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 so I come into the picture, and it's a lot of it had already been done, the legwork. And I said, whoa, 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 let's let's just not leave any rock unturned. And I I kind of made everybody go through the process again, including uh, Brad Larson. And uh, Yarmo had told me that everything, uh, and you heard about it, the Lars bar. In other words, the bar was yeah. set with Brad Larson there. Nobody was above it. And and uh, it was true. By the time we got finished, everything, all everything pointed in that direction. And that also included the leadership uh, players on the on the team where they had a chance for something completely new too. And so we decided, and, and good for Yarmo and Brad, and Brad stole himself, and away we went. And he he built his staff, of course, um, getting uh, Pascal Vincent from from uh, Winnipeg, I think has been very helpful. He's, he's, a, he's not a, um, he, he just works. He gets it. And I think he's been a good sounding board for Lars. Lars and uh, Yarmo, you have to have a relationship with a GM coach. I think that's been pretty strong. And, and, you know, the other thing, one of the, the first things that happened, I, I was at home in New York when I still was living at that home, and the phone rang in the middle of the night, and that's when uh, Kibby well, right. unfortunately passed away, the goalie. And uh, my gosh, I mean, just everything. Just it was, it was just, and you needed some leadership. And Brad Larson jumped in his car and drove to uh, Detroit uh, and and spent time with everybody that was involved. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. the leadership that, that you need. I mean, he just got up in the morning, jumped in his car, and drove to Detroit. Right. And he was hands-on with everybody. And he has a special way about himself when it comes to those things. And I think with his his honesty and his compassion, his hockey knowledge, um, you don't see panic on the bench. Uh, I, I just think it's been a plus. It really has, and good on him. Again, I, I you know, in, in my discussions with him, um, we're not a playoff team. He has this gut feeling, and that he's overly excited about our future. He just senses it, feels it, as do I, as does Jarmo, as does Rick Nash, and others, Basil McRae and Josh Flynn. We feel strong about uh, where we're going. The, the biggest thing is. Um, it's the old story, even as a hockey player, play fast, but don't be in a rush. Yeah, in, other right. words, in other words, work your tail off, but don't be crazy by rushing. Yeah. So we're going to continue to try to do things properly here. And then, and then when we become what we want to become, we can take a run at it for, for a long time. Yeah. And I think just, if, just watching this team and this, for me, this is a, a real measure of a coach too. This team has played its ass off. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's not good yeah. enough some nights, and everybody realizes that. But they play their asses off, and they have for probably the last three and a half months, with very very rare exception. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I'll even take a Patrick Lyon. I, I think that the Lars and Patrick relationship is very strong. Yeah. There's a great deal of trust. And we saw Patrick come a long way when he was uh, healthy and on during the during the season. You can see, for me at least, when I see him on his on his game and he starts up ice, the fans at home, they did, you can see, you can just feel it, that they're yeah. getting excited right. as he's going down the ice. You don't find many players like that. Jake Voracek comes here and uh, he hasn't scored a lot of goals, but my Lord, has he ever set up a number of them? Yeah. A huge yeah. number. And, and and he likes it here. There's um, there's ways management can get feel temperature of the organization regarding players and their want to be here. To see Corrali come in and play as well as he has for me yeah. is a big bonus. Yeah. Roslovic has has become a hockey player. That's just all it is. When he he had his big 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 turnover in Calgary, it yeah. was Roslovic well, and Brad Larson that got together. And 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 Jack was almost in tears because of the turnover. And uh, it wasn't long after that he's killing penalties, and now he's getting more ice. And he's right. a pretty good hockey player. Yeah, so like we're it. seeing we're seeing those things. And then the other way you you measure a lot of this stuff, you talk to trainers about the feel of the players and how they're treated, and 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 the wives, wives and girlfriends, they love it here. I'm just telling you because I I make sure that stuff gets checked out. So I, I think we're in a real good spot with the culture, with the players, and with their better halves, and and with their 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 team concept and how hard they work. Now, summer out of them. I mean, yeah. there's guys here that can get a whole lot stronger, and they yeah. the only time you do that is during the off season, right. and we're going to have a long one. So we're going to uh, uh, push and expect a lot from these players. Yeah. What are the real eye-openers this year? And I sort of think of, of Boone Jenner, and I guess in this regard, in the same light as Brad Larson, where it's a guy you know well, but here's a new role for him this year, and you're never quite sure how a player is going to handle being captain. That means it, it can be quite a burden for some guys. Mm-hmm. I, Boone Jenner puts the C on his sweater and was maybe a, more of a driver of play than he has ever been. And the, and the whole thought that that he couldn't play with Line. A. Well, he played with Line A better than just about any other center has, uh, certainly in Columbus. Um, Boone Jenner had a fantastic season. Uh, how, how, A, impressed were you by his season? And B, how big a concern is this, is this back injury for a guy who plays as hard as he does? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's not going to change if you know Boone Jenner. How concerned are you long term about this his back injury? I hear it's getting better. Surgery's yeah. not a consideration, so it's going in the right direction. But back injury yeah, is going to be tough. So. Yeah, very much so. Going in the right direction. I'm one of those guys that I'm a believer. If especially with backs, try to uh, try to be um, be patient with it, get it better. And, and, but if it doesn't, then you got to do something because this is the profession profession that 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 uh, hockey players have. You got to be healthy. Yeah. So the doctors and, and, and Boone and everybody else feels very comfortable where he is. So I'm not concerned about it at all. I think his, uh, the C made him even better because he was ready for it. Yeah. Sometimes you can take and put a C on a young player that you know. I mean, how many times before you heard it? How many times did you hear that uh, Boone Jenner is here now? Boy, he's a future captain. He's a oh, future yeah. captain. And we heard yeah. it a thousand times. Wrote it a million but, times myself. Yes. Yeah. But so when the timing's right, you do it. Otherwise, it is a burden. And for him, 
he's the type of guy, uh, when you see him in the hallway or on the aircraft in the hotel, whatever, he looks at you right in the eye and talks. Well, you know, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't walk by staring at his shoelaces or anything like that. No. He doesn't get intimidated with anything. He did well on face-offs. Um, I mean, even in the overtimes, we you know, the team would yeah. start him and then he'd change. Um, I thought his skating pace picked up a stride. Uh, maybe it's because at the center ice position, you got, you got to do a lot of skating. That's one thing you just have to do. And his compete level and his his one on ones, there the battles. I mean, he's just there all the time. So he's the type of player that you love uh, to have on your club. And then when you put him into the leadership role and he even becomes better, that's pretty good stuff. So you, you certainly pencil. You pencil him in for 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 another terrific season next season, uh, yeah. along with some of the others for sure. Yeah, you mentioned Patrick Line too. I just I want to chat about him for just a second more too. Mm-hmm. We're in conversation with Blue Jackets president of hockey operations John Davidson. Um, you know, it was such a rough year for so many people last year. Line of was at the top of the heap. Just he did not. He looked lost. You wondered where it was going. And to me, this is one of the real positive stories of the season because it was just, you mentioned fans going crazy just as he carried the puck up the ice. I mean, he, he's got the whole building's attention. He's one of the few players that, that can generate that just by his presence. Um, he can, it, it, it had to be reassuring to see him have that level of goal production that he did early in his career in Winnipeg to be able to have it in a Blue Jackets sweater. And can you just talk about how the the whole view of that player and really the trade that you made last year uh, has changed over the course of this season? Yeah, Yarmo, Yarmo and the staff made the trade party. And, and, and I think with both Lion A getting, um, getting himself acclimated to the team, to the city, the whole thing, and then to see him have production was very gratifying. And, and the the improvement in the second half from Jack Roslovic, that's good stuff. That's really good stuff because if yeah. it goes the other way completely, then that's there's right. an issue. There's an issue. But um, in talking to Patrick and, and having the understanding from most people around him, he really likes Columbus, just loves it, and really wants to be here. And there's been discussions, and, and I'm sure they'll continue and uh, with uh, – with everybody's blessing, I'm sure he's going to be here with the Blue Jackets for a good period of time. Um, that that's important for us. Uh, I think that's something that I mean, there's there's no reason why it can't get done. So yeah. if a player wants to be here, we want him to be here. Then we got to make a deal. It's it's that simple. Um, but it's not that simple <laughs> as you as you know. It should and then be. Again, yeah. With it, yeah. yeah. And then again with with Roslovic, having him find his game. Um, yeah. You know what's interesting about Jack is Yarmo's always liked him back to the days when Yarmo scouted. Sure, yeah. He always liked him. And, um, you know, I've seen him play a lot, but to see him now mature on the ice, fewer giveaways, um, his skating ability with his edges and his quick turns and all that, yeah. it's, it's it's really good. Now he's starting to shoot the puck. He's starting to do a lot of things. So you, you see good stuff there. So, yeah, I... Uh, I, uh, I I see uh, Lion A in particular, and he's going to have turnovers. All the great players do. I was in the sure. air for a long period of time with Mark Messier, and he's, he had turnovers. That's just what they do because they're willing to try plays. 
so uh so yeah this is uh this is interesting for sure yeah and we, we again we mentioned cole sillinger but i'm just i i, I keep thinking to myself throughout this whole season what the hell were you doing at 18 years old <laughs> i mean holy 18 years old right it's um the way that this kid carries himself the way he competes um just the way he's comported is is so impressive um i remember the moment you drafted him a good friend of mine a good friend of the program john Gross, described cole sillinger as being it was just like he was born to do it and i yeah, keep coming back to that because it, yeah. it just seems like such the perfect phrase um this kid's done nothing to dissuade that notion from you guys yeah. this season, eh? Uh, he's getting better and better. I I turned pro at nineteen. I was with the Blues in St. Louis, and I wasn't as mature as this kid. I wasn't even close. Yeah. And this kid's eighteen, not nineteen, like I was. Eight, yeah. Uh, right. um, I I think that um, you know the other night I was driving home after one of the games, and it was an interview on the radio, and it was one of our players talking about taking care of Blankenberg and and Ken Johnson. And he changed, boy, he carried himself. I, I couldn't quite figure out who the heck it was. And yeah. it was Sillinger. 18. And he was acting yeah. like he was 28 years of age. <laughs> right. 18. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite remarkable. But, you know, you can tell sometimes with people like him, it's the family upbringing. And a lot of people mentioned his dad. A lot of people mentioned his mom. And to have that and uh, doing things the right way, it sure gives you a good start. And then he's got a body that's not 18. He, his body's thick and is strong yeah. already. He's been hit a couple of times. Remember, he got uh, blown up in, in oh, Florida. Oh, God. When the empty neck got, When Bennett got him, yeah. And then yeah. there was one last, was it last uh, against Tampa, where there was a big collision. He didn't go down. He went back a step, but then he just kept going. And I watched that stuff to see how they, does that intimidate them? Does it hurt them? Does it do this or do that? This kid's just like a train. He just keeps going. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I, 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 I look at this and I'm going, he's 18. I can hardly wait. Till he's 23 or 24. I want to see this. I want yeah, to see right. this. It's pretty special. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and one more about this year's team before we move on to just a, a couple of questions about the future. When you look at this team play, there's been a couple nights, difficult nights where physically yeah. this team has been overwhelmed. Um, and I, I think really what changed with this team is when they started, and this is Larson saying it, has said it a bunch of times too, the physical play picked up towards the end of January. Yeah. Uh, checks got finished. Hits were 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 followed through on more than they were during that stretch where things weren't really going your way at all. Um, but when you play that way, you're going to get pushback. And there have been some nights where the pushback has been to the point where maybe it was a little too much uh, for your team to handle. Or what is the team. yeah well, young team? But yeah. what is the need for toughness? Immediately toughness because you're going to be a young team next year too. Yeah, yeah. What's what's interesting there is in the first half of the season. I don't know if it was even the half, but there was games where we had eight hits, ten hits, eleven yeah. hits. Right. I'm right. going. This 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 doesn't make sense. We we got to get people. I remember even myself as a goalie. We were uh, going into the playoffs when your Jerry Cheevers was the goalie for Boston. Oh yeah, great. Basket. And he said, "Oh, we needed a win somewhere for the Rangers." And he says, "Hey, listen, when you start the game, make sure you, you give somebody a good shove and a bang, and it's just it'll start something. It'll get." going he says <laughs> so that was his way of getting the adrenaline flow going right i always i believe if you're gonna you're gonna play play hard did you see that hit the other night by uh by meyer when he hit cash oh my god yes Mine too. right yeah yeah right. and, and going, then corolli oh, followed up yeah exactly yeah. right and i'm going this is just how you play the game yeah 
guys and some guys that aren't real big, strong, mean guys, just bump people, knocks them off stride a little bit. It might make yeah. them mad. Um, that's just how it goes. So I think a couple of things. One is, and I saw Zach Waransky interviewed at home after a period uh, one night, and he got mad and he says, we got to do this in the room. It's up to us. And, he, and he's right. It's it's up to us as management to supply more sides as we move along here, but it's also up to the players to stand up for themselves. Now, that game in Minnesota, they're a big team, no question, yeah. built for their playoffs. And they ran us early, but then did – I mean, we lost in overtime. Or was it the shoot? It was overtime, yeah. And, yeah. and and our guys, we stood right up to them. And they actually spent too much time trying to run us. So I, I look at it. I want more size. I agree with that. But you, you can't get carried away with it because sometimes you have to supply a lot of that intestinal fortitude yourselves. Yeah. Now, I know we have young people. we got to protect them as a team. But I, I don't think it uh, – I don't – I don't. I think we can get bigger and stronger. Some of it with people we already have, and if we have to find somebody, we will. I watched a good portion of Calgary Nashville last night. Oof. That was old time hockey. There. Yeah, yeah. And I right. thoroughly enjoyed watching it, and I'm going to see if they play each other in the playoffs. That's almost a must watch. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I just know that you have to be built for for uh, as a team for the long run, and we've recognized that, and we'll see what we can do to address it. Yeah. Um, looking ahead now, Christmas Day for many Blue Jackets fans is May 10th. Yes. Uh, it's when the NHL lottery is. Do you have a rabbit's foot, J.D., or do you have a lucky charm? Or how do you go about You've been through many of them. Yeah. Were you, now, forgive me. I'm getting my ears crossed up. Were you in New York? Did you? Yeah. You moved up with Lafreniere from where? Was it 10 to 1? No, uh, something like that. Yeah, we ended yeah. up 1. What did yeah, you do I, that I, night? I do have Can something you, I'm going to. I, I remember I was when we ended up getting um, Dubois at three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I was in the airport heading to Toronto for the lottery, and a fellow stopped me in the airport and he gave me a bill, a doctor, a dollar bill, and he said, "Here, put it in your pocket." And I did, and we did Fantastic. move up. If we could have had one or two. It might have been, who knows, but at least it worked. But I also have something from New York that I had that I'll keep in my pocket. I'd kind of like to. Uh, yeah, no, it's Officer Stephen McDonald, who was recently passed. Yes. He was a, a great Rangers fan who was shot in the line of duty and was paralyzed. And uh, I have a photo of him that I keep all the time in his wheelchair. And uh, I'll keep that with me for sure and see where it goes. You know, we have both Chicago's pick unless they're one. Or, yeah, we have Chicago's pick and ours. If Chicago gets one or two, it goes to them. Yeah. And then we get their pick next season. And you know what? Whatever it is, it is. Uh, and we're going to deal with it. Our scouts are out working their tails off. Uh, they're all over in Germany right now at the under 18. In fact, Yarmouth's right. there too. Um, it's a great tournament, by the way. I've been watching quite yeah. a bit. It's Oof. been fun to watch. Uh, U.S. team is very good. And uh, so, yeah, we, we'll find some more talent to add to our team. And uh, and looking forward, looking forward to getting uh, Texier back in. He was starting to really come. Chinikov, I haven't seen him unleash a shot yet. Um, but he's got to learn. This is a, this is a league where you got to do things quicker, you yeah. know. And, and Zach Wierenski's been banged up, but we're gonna he's gonna come in healthy and hungry. And it, there's just some good stuff happening that uh, we got to pay attention to. You you mentioned the Texie. I've been talking to his agent a bit. Texas doesn't want to say anything to the media. Doesn't want to talk to the media. Even make a statement. That's 
but of course, totally up to him. Can you shed any light on his situation? Are you sure he's going to be with you next fall? Is that your expectation? Well, I, I, my expectation is yes. And talking to Yarmo okay. and others, uh, he's he's working hard. He's been on the ice. He's working out. He he needed uh, the break for a number of reasons. So that's that's his department. But uh, uh, he's a player that really started to come, and then some no circumstances question. led to him leaving. But uh, along with a broken finger. But uh, yeah, I, I really do look forward to seeing him come back. And you, you know, one other player we haven't mentioned, I got to mention, because this guy has really grown on me, and that's uh, Gavrikov. Yeah. Lordy, Lordy, this guy is a big moose who yeah. plays his tail off with a great sense of humor and a, and a great mood um, for a player around the others. He, of course, comes from Russia, so he's going through a lot. But his. Um, his, there's something about that guy that likes mm-hmm. playing the game, and he's another guy that likes Columbus a lot, too. A lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope he's here for a long time. He's been great. Uh, can you say, do you want Chicago's pick this year or next? No, it doesn't matter to me. It just doesn't. Would it? If we get it, we'll, we'll find another player. And the thing about that is, if it's if it's this year's pick, then we start developing that player even sooner. And yeah. it's also a situation where we're um, – and if it's next year, it's next year, and it might even be one or two then next year. So absolutely, my my feeling is it's a it's an old lose situation. The the thing is that when you when you build up assets in this business, you can maybe do something special with all your assets that you have. So so we'll see where it all goes. Yeah, that's awesome, John Davidson. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Enjoyed it, Cordy. All the best to you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, good conversation. Thank you. We'll we'll see you over there at the rink soon. You bet. All right, folks, there you have it. Good conversation with John Davidson. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting, some of the stuff we got into. He's as optimistic as uh, many of you all are. I I, I I think that came through loud and clear. Um, so, yeah, interesting stuff. As I say, we're going to keep at this. We're going to keep uh, as long as probably for at least the next month of the offseason where there's still some stuff percolating. And we know there's news coming in the next few days here. Uh, the Blue Jackets will clean out their lockers on Saturday, uh, the morning after the Pittsburgh game. So there'll be some news over the weekend as well. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned and thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Thanks to our producer, Danielle Lehman. And we'll talk to you all in a week. Thanks. Take care.